right. Hey out there. Welcome to another edition of FinTech Hustle Podcast. I'm Sam Kelmer, Managing Director of Cornerstone Advisors and host of FinTech Hustle. And this is a really special edition on like 18 different levels that I'm not going to spend too much time on. But one of the levels that it's, it, this is our first edition of Carpool Edition. The backstory is we are live here in the hall, kind of not really in the hall. That's also complicated. I'll get to that in a minute. We're in the hall at the AOBA Conference, Bank Directors AOBA Conference. And so the story is, so I'm told the Marriott, the JW and Bank Director uh, did not want us in the hall, which we totally get. They wanted us in the hall, but not recording a podcast. So we decided to do a little bit of a carpool action and go on a little bit of an adventure. I took these guys on a wild ride. Uh, they really were not anticipating, which we might talk about a little later. But uh, I'm joined by uh, my co-host with the most pocket squares, uh, Ambassador of Quan, Cornerstone Advisors Partner, Al Dominic. Welcome, Al. And we have a rock star uh, cast of characters who have been very, very gracious with their time and patience today as I wandered around the desert with them on our commute to the to the AOB event. So let me let me just quickly introduce who we got here. We're going to jump right into what these folks are seeing going on in the business other than we have a group of firemen here working out, which that could be that could be like an interesting maybe a calendar edition or something we're gonna bust out later. Uh, but let me introduce let me introduce our, our guests today. We have CEO and co-founder of Mantle, Nathaniel Harley, over here in the in the looking absolutely yeah. white. Thanks for having me. It's a white out. Really awesome. White really awesome. Yeah. We have uh, Patriot Financial Partners partner uh, and also Ampersand CEO Kelly Brown. Thanks nice for joining here. us. Thank Kelly. you. Uh, we have Senior Vice President and CMO of COCC in Sue Selecki right here. Hi, Very sparkly, sparkly jacket you brought well, to the... I, well, it's FinTech Hustle, right? True. Let's go. And it could also work. Maybe maybe we'll have an episode in Vegas, too. But yeah. I really, I love this. <laughs> love this jacket. And then last and certainly not least, um, COO of Encore Bank, um, Aaron Simpson. And thanks for joining us, Aaron. Hello. Thanks for having us, Sam. Well, it's an adventure. It's a total adventure. So with, with that in mind, um, let's just kick right off here and tell me a little bit about the day in the life of Aaron Simpson. What's your typical day at the, at the office? Like, I know you were on a call earlier, yes. earlier hustling, hustling down some stuff. So yeah. t- tell us a little bit about the day in the life of Aaron. Yeah. So the day starts early in the morning um, with lots of emails, but trying to just keep all operations in check at the bank, make sure everything's running the way that it should. Uh, make sure there's nothing that's broken for the day and um, that everybody gets their questions answered and we can run smoothly. Excellent. Excellent. Smoothly running. Uh, better than the car trip can be on the way here. Very good. Very good. That was, by the way, I'm, I'm blaming the integration between Google Google pins and Apple Maps. And we thought that there probably is a fintech metaphor there yes. between the origination system or the mobile system or whatever. Hey, hey, as you're hustling in, can I just hop in and, you know, of course. Aaron's not really given a lot of credit to Encore. I would say in the United States, there's some banks that are doing some really, really, really cool things on the tech front. And I use Encore as kind of like one of the shining examples of you can do really amazing things if you get you know, the people in place and the products to align with, you know, different business outcomes. I think this bank is one that folks need to pay really close attention to when they think about creating value for their customers because you guys have done an amazing job well thank you thanks al um you know our goal is to have the best end-to-end technology that's available out there for our clients for our partners and and that includes our internal teams too um we want to use what's on the forefront there but also what all connects 
Um, and we want to make sure that what's out there for our clients gives them the best experience possible. So we're committed to doing that um, on the deposit front, on the lending front, um, on the treasury management front. And we've got great partners that we work with um, who make that possible for us. So. Excellent. Excellent. What about what about day in the life of Sue Selecki? What's that looking oh, like, it's Sue? It's just, just so riveting day in and day out. <laughs> No, but well, pretty much, you know, it's a balance between finding new business and making sure our existing clients are happy as well. So we partner with a lot of great providers uh, and it's making sure that our clients have that experience very much like what you're talking about and just day in and day out, living the dream and trying to create good interject uh, interjection, interconnections between financial institutions and technology. Excellent. Excellent. And Kelly, you've got a lot of irons in the fire with Patriot. I do. And so tell us about yeah. the day in the life of Kelly. So I, lucky me, I get to wear a lot of hats, right? And so I think the great thing that I look forward to every day is to be in the banking industry. I've enjoyed it since I was 19 years old. And now I get to do it with hundreds of banks, either through with Patriot Financial, which, you know, if anyone listening knows Patriot Financial, you know how unbelievable this team is. And um, to be the CEO of one of those investing, one of the companies that we've invested in, along with Jam Fintop, and lead a team that I've worked with. I think the best in the deposit game uh, every single day, and then talk to banks every single day. That's how I spend my day. So, anything we can do to help banks on the deposit side, or if they need capital, it's like we're a one stop. I'm a one stop shop. What you need? You need deposits. You need fees. You need capital. We can we can help. So, so one of the things about Kelly that's cool, and I I love Sam showing up where it's like blazingly hot it's going all black he's like a john he's like johnny cash coming for us you know but what he doesn't have is the the gonzo banker logo anywhere close which is too bad because kelly was recognized for something that sam and i saw in nashville tennessee in october jam fintop where they were bringing folks up on stage asking for like the two minute pitch and kelly to her credit was like you're giving me two minutes i need one and she nailed it drops the mic walks off and really set the example of how do you explain what you do as a business in a way that's memorable and actually impacts people. So Sam and I left thinking, man, that was a really cool way of yeah. introducing what Ampersand does. And so to bring it all over to the hustle, I think is a really neat mm-hmm. thing from your point of view. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, yeah, that was, a, that was one of our um, 2023 Gonzo Awards, just because there, unfortunately, there's a lot of lame pitches out there. It's yeah. something that the industry, I think, really needs to work on. But no it's, lame, it's no important. This guy, though. It's oh, important. No. It's important to point out, though, I think in 2005, you guys said, I'm an OG with Cornerstone. You guys sent me a t-shirt with the Gonzo logo. And I thought, how edgy are these guys? And how cool. And I used to read the newsletter every, like every. You used to read it. You're still, oh, it was still, still reading it. Still do. This is when I was a banker. Okay. But I, I, it was, it, it was really, it was refreshing. And so I was really proud to like get your t-shirt way back in the day. Well, and uh, as, Al, as you point out, as I, as I start sweating bullets here in the blazing hot black shirt, I'm reminded also that Nathaniel Mantle actually won a Gonzo Banker Golden Cufflinks Award because Ooh. you guys are, you guys seem to really crush it on. Where are those? I forgot those. But he's in cufflinks. That's an idea. But uh, tell us about a day in the life of Nathaniel. Yeah, I mean, every day is different today. But, you know, the first half of the year to me is about spending as much time with our customers as possible. We just saw some pretty amazing growth over last year. And, you know, to me, there is no more important thing than spending time with our customers, new prospects, and really learning, you know, what their problems are, what their needs are. And at the end of the day, I feel like I'm a very product-minded CEO. And so what that really allows me to do is get on the front lines, understand where the puck is going, bring that back to the team, 
And then, you know, hopefully make sure we're delivering a product that, you know, as you were saying, helps drive deposits, help drive yeah. efficiency, and it ultimately makes our partners really happy. When you're saying product, you're talking hair product? <laughs> Definitely hair product. Because when you're saying, what's a day in life? Like, you've got some of the best hair in the business. Yeah, so and that doesn't, just, you don't just wake up like that. So, so I'm sure you're taking like a good hour to like make sure it's all looking just on point. It's funny. Yeah, <laughs> we, we started the company and we, we, we named the company Mantle. And six months after starting the company, you, you Google Mantle. And all of a sudden, there's another company named Mantle. And they're a men's hair product. Fast <laughs> <laughs> ah, forward six more months, there there's another go. men's product and it's called jack henry so i think they looked at the enterprise <laughs> banking software space and they were like all right these names are working for us that's and, awesome. uh, note to self out we now, need to talk to don't, uh, don't get to us and we got us later about this hair product line because exactly. that could be a, the jack henry that could be good for large and introduced exactly. that's a concept i love it well and it, i i am also glad that, that you two are are your coiffers are bringing up the team oh, oh put that away <laughs> anyway so but hey listen i have to ask since we are kind of at aoba Across the, let's just call it across the street in the desert. It's a nice movie theater over here too. If we need to step out later, I'm just curious if you had like one big takeaway from this conference or one thing that really just grabbed you by the lapels or whatever. And I'm just curious, anybody have anybody have one on that? It, something that, yeah. real big takeaway? Well, for me, um, from where we stand today, ours, it, mine was that everybody's struggling with some of the same things, right? I mean, everybody's goal is to bring in deposits. Everybody's focus is shifted from lending over to deposits and one of the best solutions out there to help you bring those in. Um, and I'd say the other thing is data management. Um, everyone seems to be getting into the data warehouse space. We're getting into that space. But there's uncertainty around how do we make sure that the data is accurate, that there's integrity there. And, and I, you know, I'm just trying to find some, you know, somebody that's a specialist in that and help us. But I think there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, and, and that's what we'll be, I'll be taking back to my board is just how do we protect that? How do we do that? Can we use some of the vendors here that we met with and, and just tell them what we've learned about driving deposits and who we can work with? You know, it's, and one it's, of those partners is oh, it's interesting. I, I totally agree. And, and I feel like last year was very much about like, how do we drive as many deposits as possible? And you know, a lot of liquidity left the system. I feel like there's been a little bit of a shift in tone also because mm -hmm. now there's a much more focus on pricing. Yes. People are trying to figure out, all right, how do we stop paying top rate to go mm -hmm. get yeah. these deposits? Mm -hmm. So that's been an interesting tone change. And, you know, I think everyone's waiting to see what the Fed does to see, you know, how deep do we go into lending and when do we start to turn that on? Also, totally agree on the data management side. I think, you know, everyone is focused. How do we use our data to drive more efficient marketing yes. or fraud or, you know, all these things. So it's yeah, when I, when I got out of, when I, when I got out of, uh, University, which by the way wasn't recently, uh, and I and I entered the banking um, market. I found that at the time, credit analyst was like the good entry level job. I was like credit analyst, lender, chief lending officer, CEO. That was the career path of the rock star banker. And it's almost like now data scientist or data science statistician, statistician, something like that. That may be the new credit analyst career track that we're talking but about. Same, but, yeah, as you're talking about this, I'd kind of like to elevate the conversation away from the the tools and the you know the the kind of nitty gritty stuff to a, a broader, I'd almost say concern that I have just listening to, you know, the bankers that are here and I've, I've been coming for a while. The succession challenges that many banks are facing is so pronounced. And when you think about using technology, you have to have practical experience with what's worked and also what hasn't worked. And so you can't fake that. You need time and experience and if I look at certain banks, as you especially get smaller, the CEO may not have a true number two ready to roll. And so if you're going to stay relevant and competitive, it starts with the people. 
And it's not, you know, the cliche, well, you know, we've got great relationships with our customers. You've got to look at your team and say, do we have the right teams in place? And if not, how are we attracting folks that understand how to leverage a mantle type product? How do they go to COCC and say, how are we a better partner together? So it's not a vendor relationship. It's a, you know, we're all in a survival game. But I, I would also add to that from a succession standpoint, when we've had as much M&A as we've had, training programs are gone by the wayside. The typical track that I was on with credit, management training, all of those things are shrinking. We've got to do more as an industry um, to promote youth, young people wanting to get into our industry. Yeah. In the state of Wisconsin, we started a mar- the Market um, University banking program that's specific to finance majors and got a group of banks nationwide to help us with that because succession is the key. It's huge. It's huge. And, and that's spot on because yep. I think that, you know, for COCC, we created a leadership program mm-hmm. specifically for that. So we had younger individuals that needed to understand a little bit more about leadership specifically. They had the tech skills. Mm-hmm. They can understand that, but it's the leadership piece that was missing for them. So, you know, that was really important for us to to see that with our own employees and, and having being a great place to work is really a driving factor for many individuals looking for a new job. Yeah, but I think I think it's not only just succession. For us, it's backup, right? It's, I don't want to have one person who is the only person that knows how to do all of these things and manage all of this. I want multiple <laughs> experts, right, um, in this. And so what we've done is we've built growth plans for everyone that's on our team and a mentorship program. And we've made the, the leaders responsible for making sure there's somebody coming up underneath them that understands those things. And specifically on the data side, we we didn't have a data management team until this year. And so now we've got that, right? Um, but I think the partnerships with the vendors is still so critical there and understanding. And that's where I think right now people don't know quite yet because it's so new. What's, what's the responsibility of the person managing your data warehouse in that company or your middleware layer? And what's the responsibility of the bank to make sure that everything is so accurate there? And, and Aaron, are you bringing people in from the outside? So they're not bankers traditionally. That for, da- for to, data. To be data analysts. Yeah. Um, so we're fortunate enough that we had a, a just bang up project manager and Erin Melton who managed our Q2 project. And so she um, had interest in coming over and learning about it. And so she's going to learn under our, our person who's over data, who's also a rock star, Carla Dial. And, and we feel real confident with them. And it's better because if you've got somebody that knows the data in your system and your core systems, if you have somebody that doesn't know that, then you've got to teach them all that right. And it's, 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 you've got to know the structure. Um, and so it makes it harder. So now that they know that, it's going to be much easier. You know, it, it's interesting just hearing like yeah. one of the things you guys are doing are bringing people that have a technology background yes. into the bank. Mm-hmm. From the startup perspective, what we're trying to do is we have a bunch of technology folks. Yeah, we're yeah, trying to bring yeah. bankers <laughs> yes. into the company yes. yeah. to up level what we're doing and, and really understanding. So it's a yeah. interesting. But successful. Yeah, but stay away from our people. We need our our people. I'll say it all day, every day. Every technology company should have bankers in it. Every one of them, because you've got to know what they need and what functionality they expect. To quote Bill Murray from Caddyshack, we have dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Um, And I, having been on both sides of that table in my career, I, I, you know, I loved going back and forth from what, but but there's just not been that many people that I have done that as much. And so we have to go hunting. So, hey, listen, I know I know we have to get you guys back into sessions. I want to be mindful of the bank director team as well as. So I think some of you, I think, uh, Nathan, you might you might be heading to the airport after we roast here. In our you want me to open the door for you? This is not a <laughs> This is actually a car that will take him to the airport. 
But I can't help myself, you know, in true Gonzo Baker spirit, we like to go negative a little bit and just ask the question, what's, is there something that you guys see that's just not working well in the industry that you think, hey, man, that could really get some attention, um, get some TLC, get some love? Is there anything you guys see that you just wish was working better in the industry? It's a problem waiting for someone to solve that you just don't think it's, it's getting enough love right now. Anybody, anybody want to take a shot at that unscripted question? The, the one thing I would say is stronger ownership around, if you're, if you're implementing technology, make sure that you have strong ownership. You can't place it and then expect it to do something for you. You really have to manage it. You have to have a lot of care and feeding around it. And then you have to get buy-in throughout your entire organization. So I, you know, I've, there were a couple of times in the sessions is like, have you ever tried using this account opening product? Have you ever done it as a bank executive? Well, no. Why not? You you need to be invested in the technology if you want it to succeed. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the biggest thing that I'm seeing is complacency, mm-hmm. right? And it's kind of a cultural shift that maybe five years ago was way worse than it is today. But there's so many forward-thinking banks like Aaron at Encore, and we work with Connect One and Grasshopper and you know, all these banks that are on the front line. But there are so many other banks and bank CEOs and banks, bank executives that are just kind of waiting and seeing right now. And that's scary, right? It's scary for them because the industry is changing. There's so much competition. And now is the time to really invest in that modernization to make sure that you're going to be around you know, for yeah. years. I, I mean, I would say the thing that, that we're, I'm struggling with is I want everybody to connect. I want all the fintech partners to connect with one another because I don't want to enter anything twice. I think it's inefficient. And so just getting everyone to work together so we've got end-to-end processes that that truly just leave no no room for inefficiency. Yeah. I would say outside of technology, from a regulatory perspective, banks getting more involved and being more vocal with their lobbyists, with their associations to get some of these that I mean, what I'm hearing from what people are being subjected to from a regulatory perspective is frightening. You know, it's unwritten rules that you can't figure things out. And we've got to we've got it as an industry, get a lot more aggressive. And it's very costly. It, yeah. Extremely yeah. costly. So that's that's what I would say from a regulatory perspective. Al, anything you'd add to that? I, I like what you're you know, surfacing as a concern because we, we do have this massive opportunity to do great things. But if we're going to be slow and deliberate, banks are just going to be bypassed. I mean, one of the big things that was coming up early uh, at Acquire Be Acquired was these non-banks and the mega banks are just killing it in some places. And you can say, well, you know, I don't really care about the individual, you know, customer. That's nonsense. That's just giving yourself an excuse that you shouldn't have to do. And so if they can figure out how to get huge organizations that have, you know, technical debt and legacy mindsets and teams that are inclined not to change because you don't get promoted for, you know, doing anything but not failing and you're letting them win, then what are you doing for yourself? Like, are you really pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and figuring how do I explore something that's uncomfortable, but it's going to create some type of differentiation that I can rely on? It's a mindset. It's a mindset. It's, again, it's all people related and the tools are so cool, but you can't start with the tools. You can't start with the tech. You got to start with what's my business? What's my culture? What do I want to keep? What do I not want to change? That What do I not want to change? needs a little bit more discussion because you can't just chase everything. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. Well, and you can't be afraid. I think there's so much fear. And I think what Nathaniel was saying is people are just afraid to be the first one out there or even the second, third or fifth. You know, it's <laughs> like, don't be afraid of it. These guys work super hard and you they build these companies. They don't start them yesterday. They've been working on them for years and years and years. And so if they can solve a solution, a problem, if they give you a solution to solve a problem, then like let them help you. 
and they're not going to let you fail. You know, just try it. Don't be afraid to change. Yeah, and, I, and I'll tell you just real quickly. Aaron was being humble earlier, but I, um, Al, to your point around Encore Bank, but also Aaron, your session. I mean, I think Brad Smith, our colleague had said that it was, it was the longest line waiting for people that he'd ever seen at the end of the, waiting for a speaker at the end of the session. So mad respect to the bank director team for having people like all of you on the agenda um, and having, having really great sessions. And mad respect for the event. It's just very well planned. I mean, this is just a, it's one of the preeminent, if not the preeminent event of the industry. And we're glad to be here. I'm very grateful for a couple of things. One is I'm grateful for these Great guests who allowed me to take them for a lengthy commute in the desert today. And also, mad respect right there to Bailey Wishart, our producer, for setting up shop here in the desert. And we don't, no scorpion bites yet. And mad respect for the air conditioning you're going to use as soon as you get in the car, because there's no way that Sam Kilmer's not going to be melting if we do this for any more than another 30 seconds. It's a new weight loss technique. It's called sweat. Okay. Anyway, well, hey, that this uh, that's it for this episode of FinTech Hustle. First, first edition of fintech hustle carpool edition thanks for joining us see you out there on the road in the next podcast